My name is John Machada, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And in this episode, I'll be reviewing the season finale for Dexter New Blood. So, if you haven't seen the episode yet, or the season, and intend to, don't listen any further. I'd hate to ever ruin a story for anyone, being that I'm a storyteller and a writer for the past 20 years. So, go ahead and watch it first, and then come and listen, and maybe we'll agree. Um... Also, in the meantime, I am on the mend for COVID. Uh, it's been about two weeks, but with any sickness I've ever had, I tend to have a lingering cough, so I may have a couple of small coughing fits and have to clear my throat. I apologize. All of that being said, I believe I've given you enough time to turn this off and not have the story ruined for you if, like I said, you intend to watch it, and so I will proceed with my review. The season finale was awful. It was detestable, enraging, disgusting, horrible, terrible shit. I'm going to shoot from the hip. <laughs> Telling you that a little late, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I've said it before, and I will continue to say it until I pass from this earth. The end of the story will make or break the entirety of the story. It is the most important part of the story as a whole. And, buddy, did they fuck this one up. Um, <clears throat> the problems with the story is, first, uh, the writing. Not just in the finale, but in the season as a whole. It was awful. And uh, what's worse is they had eight years to write it. And to write it right. To write it correctly. And they screwed the pooch on that one. Um, it was uh, a couple of things. One, it was full of plot holes. Uh, and I'll obviously go on to explain um, what those are here in a second. Uh, there were unfinished storylines that were basically forgot altogether. Um, I've tried making this episode quite a few times in the past. And where I think I, I fail is I, I try to explain it as if you haven't watched it. So um, I'm going to try to stop doing that and just explain it from the standpoint that we've all seen it. And um, so therefore you will understand what I'm talking about. Um, the un A couple of uh, unfinished storylines that jump off the page, no, jump out of my mind first, would be the oil tycoon, excuse me, in the beginning, and the, the highlighted one would be Batista. Um, and then thirdly, and I think, uh, this was the worst of all, it was full of, uh, writing conveniences and I'll explain those as uh, I go through it. Now, the people to blame for this shit show, if you will, uh, is one, the writers to the showrunner who is lead producer, as well as the producers which includes Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, because he is an executive producer, which means that he has his fingerprint on this terrible story. So I'm going to click here and click there. Um, <clears throat> throughout this, I'm going to point out a couple of things that uh, people who agree with me on this still give up and still give slack to and uh, one of those things being uh, the idea that Dexter needed to either die or get caught. That is incorrect. Um, this is something I think that is ingrained in us 
somewhere in our education, maybe growing up. We've been taught this. I don't know if it's a, a Western thing or what the fuck it is, but this idea that um, somebody like Dexter would have to die or get caught is just, it's ridiculous. Um, it's like this, this, I don't know, sense of poetry or something to that. It, 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 as somebody who questions things, I'm not saying that you don't, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm unique, but I feel like people like me, um, we just see things a little different. Like we see things for how they should be. And we, we notice some shit that's, that stands out that's been wrong for the longest time. This is one of them. As I have heard and seen, oh, maybe hundreds of responses to this finale as I've searched all throughout different groups and on um, Facebook and YouTube, uh, there's a lot of people who fucking think this. And I just keep seeing it going, why? Give me a reason why. Um, because the only thing that needed to be was all possibilities on the table. All possibilities. As in, um, he might get caught, he might get killed, or he might get away with it all. All of that needs to stay on because why the fuck would you watch it? Just to see how they kill somebody? That's fucking retarded. Um, and I'll, I'll be completely forthright about it all and what I wanted. He should have gotten away with it. Now, am I, am I letting my bias or my desire overstep um, my understanding of how a story should play out? No, I'm a fucking writer. I know about this shit. Uh, you don't just write from that standpoint in as much as Dexter has gone on for eight years prior to this season. Um... It, it's just, it doesn't, I don't know. It's something that I wrestle with quite a bit because, and, and when I ask myself, why do I wrestle with it? It's because I don't have an explanation as to why it needs to happen the way that everybody thinks that it does. Um, but no, I, I believe that he should have gotten away with it all. Uh, not just because of what I wanted, but because of how they've always wrote the character. They, and I'll explain that too. Um, but also why they decided to create the story in the first place. Right? Were they creating this story where this this guy who had this horrible thing happen to him and developed uh, the senses that he did and was trained by his father to focus his energy towards uh, or, or, or for good, you know? Um, whatever. It's just so much of this is aggravating. Um, and I'll say this. Uh, I'll, I'll shoot straight from the hip. And I will be shooting Venom when I say this and I feel fine with it. If you liked the way that they ended this, if you liked the way that they ended Dexter, it's not just the season, but if you liked the way that they ended Dexter, fuck you. I hate your shitty opinion and you're a cunt. That's exactly how I feel. You and me are not on the same fucking page. You and me are not the same fucking person. And I... I have such a visceral, is it visceral response? I guess so. I have such disdain for you. If if you enjoyed that, if that's how you think Dexter should have been fucking rode off, fuck you. Um, I have invested over 90 hours of my time being enamored with this character. 
Uh, I've watched every single episode. Uh, I've watched some of the early cuts. And then there were like five comics and eight books on top of it. There was a lot of material out there. And I have invested a lot of my time into this character. Uh, there's an aspect to my life that I relate with him. Uh, maybe not so much in the sense of being a serial killer, but certainly when it comes to early childhood trauma um, that's lasting throughout your life, how you responded to it, um, wanting to be like other people, mimicking other people, uh, you know, and having to confront uh, your fears, which is what I've had to do. And so I related with Dexter quite a bit. Um, and that adds just another level of why I'm even making this episode, why I felt so, um, felt, felt the need to, to respond to all of this and review this <clears throat> and certainly have taken the, um, the approach that I have. And you know what? I'm okay with it. You know, I don't feel this. I have to be friends with the people that fucking were also fans of the show who think that this was a good ending. Uh, I don't have to be friends with them at all. They can go fuck themselves for all I give a shit. You know, they ruined this story. Uh, it's it's much like the fucking Game of Thrones. And that goes back to what I was saying about the ending. Look at Game of Thrones. Excellent, superb writing. Superb writing. All the way up until that final fucking season. Which was just... It was everything satisfying and good and a, and a good write-off and a good ending was stolen from you. And that's what I feel like it was here. You had that shit ripped away for, yes, is it a fictional mm, story? Does it matter? No. Fictional? Yes. But at the same point, you know, it was how I entertained myself. It was, it was a, a good storyline to follow through with. And in a way, it was a relief. For somebody like me, too, who could relate with with the character of Dexter. So um, all of that has to do with why I've <laughs> taken the approach that I am. Uh, this story, uh, as like I said, as much as it doesn't matter in real life, and it does not. Uh, it, it does matter to me, and it and it does to uh, the other the other the other audience members. Um and I'll say this, and, and they know this, mind you, uh, that both Michael C. Hall and Keanu Reeves, both of them stated that they wouldn't reprise their roles unless it, it was good for the audience. And I can't think of the word that I want to use there in, in sense of that it's good for the audience. Um, but both of them said that. they Michael C. Hall hasn't acted uh, as uh, in the role of Dexter for fucking eight years. Keanu Reeves is pretty close to that, I think. <clears throat> and uh, quite frankly, boys, you both screwed the pooch. You really did. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Matrix, but I haven't heard anything good about it. <laughs> I've only heard negative. So it looks like both of you guys uh, got involved with something that, that um, dishonored the fans. Maybe that's the word that I was looking for. Um, also to note, uh, th again, this you know what? This isn't even something that nobody is or people have gotten wrong. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And it's the drive of the whole entire fucking storyline from episode, season one, episode one, all the way through to the finale. Because Dexter watched his mom get cut to pieces by a chainsaw and had to live in a storage container in her blood for two days, he had such trauma 
that he lost his ability to feel emotions, or at least feel emotions like we do. Um, this, this singular thing, not just that what happened to him, but his mind's response to it, uh, it was the driving force behind all of the story of Dexter in every single season. Um, he may have said throughout the seasons, and he did, uh, that he wanted to feel normal, but I believe that he wanted to feel normal feelings, like love and fear, because nobody feels normal, right? That's not, that's not a thing. Um, although we may think it's a thing, it really isn't. None of us have a normal way that we just, we feel normal. And that's more of like an overall sense of things, uh, as maybe of a, a collaboration of all your different uh, uh, feelings or the way that you feel things. But um, for Dexter, he wanted to feel normal feelings. Like I said, like love and like fear. And you can see that when he's standing, I think it's the first season where he's standing on the top of a roof and Harry has to come up and, and thinks that he's about to jump. And Dexter said, I just wanted to feel normal feelings. You know what I mean? He just, he wanted to feel fear. He wanted to feel his heart pound. Um, and he's had it throughout throughout the seasons and a lot of the sticky situations that he had gotten into. But that was the driving force that I've never heard anybody fucking talk about. All right. So um, in order to get into the season, but more so the finale, which I want to, it really, you want to stick to the last 15 minutes of the finale and, and, and how much just 15 minutes can ruin a whole storyline. You have to first start at the end of season eight. Uh, number one, this is another thing that irked the fuck out of me. It ended in 2013. Season eight, the last episode, I don't know if it was 10 or 12, ended in 2013. Season one of episode nine, 2021. They, throughout this fucking season, have been saying it's been 10 years. There are people out there who have, have whether they like the end of the story or not, all have been saying 10 years. 2013 to 2021. Does that sound like 10 years to you? Unless my math is fucked, which I'm pretty certain it's not me. That's eight. That's eight years. So it's not 10. Are we just rounding up and forgetting about two years in there? It, it, it's irked me throughout this because I feel like, you know, time is fairly important. Um, at the end of season eight, eight years ago, uh, Dexter survives a suicide attempt and driving him and his sister's dead body into a hurricane uh, and then survived it and ended up self-exiling himself as, I know how many times am I going to say self, self-exiled as a lumberjack in Oregon. Why did he do that? Uh, well, it's because of the immense remorse that he felt for his sister who died. Uh, and I would want to also say it's all the other people, all the other deaths in terms of the people that he actually cared about. That's weird. He cared about them, did he? Yeah. How do, why do you care about somebody? Well, it's usually when you love them. Not that you're a sociopath. Dexter is not a sociopath. Dexter cared for people. Dexter loved people. And that's another thing that irks me, where people are, and, and it, they even say it at the end, um, that Dexter didn't have, he, he couldn't feel emotions. Bullshit, he couldn't. He did it plenty. He, he acted out in the, the only way that you can really measure if somebody cares about someone else. So that's a load of shit. But um, he had immense remorse for his sister because he loved Deb. Deb was arguably the most important person to him. Him, her, and his son Harrison. And I would also argue Rita and the kids, uh, and Astra and Cody. Um, 
I also want to point this out because people keep fucking saying it. And I just want to throat chop them. Dexter was not a monster. This is horseshit. And this kind of goes into what I was just talking about. Um, we have a, a, a bit of an indoctrination. And this is kind of like uh, what I was talking about. What the fuck was I saying? Um, oh, the, the need for Dexter to die or get caught. Uh, we have an indoctrination with that. We also have this indoctrination, and, and it kind of feeds into the, the one and the same, that if someone kills, even if it's a very bad person that they kill, that the only logical conclusion, with the exception of self-defense, obviously, obviously, that the only logical uh, conclusion for them is that they must either die or be caught themselves. But we don't fucking feel that way for anyone involved with someone being um, uh, lethally injected, Right killed by the state we don't fucking look at all the you know that what senator or mayor or whoever the fuck the guy that's flipping the switch or what have you we don't we don't look at them as if they deserve to die now or quote unquote be caught you know it it's a an odd indoctrination it's weird like but in the back of our mind we do understand that let's say a dad catches a pedophile and kills him there's a lot of us out there that are like, yeah, let that guy go. He's a hero. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but anywho. Um, yeah, so Dexter was not a monster. Uh, he loved Deb. He loved Rita. Both her kids, Aster and Cody. Uh, he loved Harrison uh, at the end of season three. This is huge. Because, um, do I even say it right here? Stretch. Uh, I don't just yet, but he also loved Harry. But at the end of season three, he's fucking sitting there talking to Harry going, no, I, I care about them. I want this. I've never wanted anything more in my life. That's not out of anything but love. So he does love. And not only that, Dexter, season four, was stressed and went out of his way to save the kid from the Trinity killer, sacrificing himself. He only really knocked over the, uh, the Trinity and then turned around, there's a fucking shovel right next to him. Trinity could have picked it up and cracked him in the back of the head and killed him. But no, Dexter had been stressing out the entire episode to find that kid and to save his life. Because he can fear, or he can feel. <clears throat> Another thing, and this is terrible fucking writing. Uh, how did he get from Oregon to New York? We haven't even, I haven't even stopped with season eight yet. This is how important it is. What I think is that all of these writers, producers, what have you, nobody fucking watched doing the thing that I started to do. Once this new season came up, I started re-watching the old episodes of Dexter. Made it all the way to the last episode of season four. Um, I mean, I've already watched it all before, but... Oh, that's season finale. Um, nobody... No, it's like none of them watched uh, the, the, the shit that they made. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's mind boggling the amount of fuck ups that they did. And this is one of them. They didn't even feel the need to explain to the audience how we got from the West coast of the country or the West side of the country all the way over to New York. He was self-exiled on the West coast. And then all of a sudden, I guess, just decided, nope, I can go back to it. I no longer need to be in self-exile. I no longer have to feel this immense remorse. I could just go to New York. It, it it needs explanation. It's it, it's important because, again, he felt such that 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 a massive amount of remorse for not just Deb but all of the innocents who died, uh, and and that he had self exiled there, um, and then, like I said, just decided to fucking return. I guess, 
I wouldn't know. I have to I have to think about it myself, or I have to use my imagination myself of why he would all of a sudden go to a small town in New York. Again, in the fucking cold, which couldn't have been worse for a serial killer. And I'll talk about that here in a second. Um New Blood season seven. Oh, New Blood uh episode seven. So uh episode seven, he kills the fucking clown guy. What I had just got done saying about the season eight ending in 2013 and then uh, season nine starting in 2021, eight years. Well, he talks about in in episode seven, uh, killing this fucking clown. That happened in between that. That didn't happen in Miami. That happened between Oregon and New York. So this fucking constant of, oh, it's been 10 years and he's rusty. No, I'll give you that. He was probably a little rusty, but it was more like probably five years that he had killed somebody as Dexter, like really going through it, stalking them and uh, uh, injecting them and, and, and putting them on the cutting table. Um, so he couldn't have been as rusty as everybody was making it out to be and saying the 10 years thing. So now we get all the way to the beginning of the new blood. Um, this is fucking weird. He shows interest in a white buck. He's uh, chasing after it. He's aiming his gun at it, but he doesn't take the shot. And then he gets close to it. It sees that he's not a threat, lets him get close. He goes to pet it, and then boom, he gets shot by Matt, Kurt's son. Uh, the rich kid, the fucking twat that he just sold a gun to. First and foremost, this was uncharacteristic of, of uh, Dexter. The only other time he's ever been interested in animals was when he needed to go hunting with Harry to kill them. He needed to fill that dark passenger to kill animals. And notice what I just said there. When he went hunting with Harry, he would kill these animals to fill his dark passenger. Remember what I just said. Um, so again, whether it's been uh, 10 years, 8, um, I'll say, like I said, at the very least, 5, um, I will give it that he is rusty. But just like in talking about him hunting with uh, uh, Harry, he trained with his father for at the very least 15 years to hunt, to not get caught, to cover all of your bases, you know, what the police are going to be looking for, uh, you know, don't leave fingerprints, you know, because number one of the code was don't get caught. So he trained for about 15 years with Harry. Um, and in fact, when we see him in the first season, uh, the first episode of the first season, he'd been operating for about five to ten years at the very least there. So he was meticulous in covering his tracks and operating. Five years of rust doesn't erase all of that. And again, it makes me wonder why he would end up in the fucking cold with snow. Why? Why would I, why would I have a problem with that? Well, because guess what? You're leaving tracks no matter where you go. So you almost might want to wear a shoe size that's two sizes too big. Really throw the cops off if they start looking at your, your tracks in the snow. Um, also, uh, this pisses me off um, that everyone gets wrong. Harry was not his dark passenger. This is what I was talking about just a few sentences ago. Harry was not his dark passenger. This, oh God, does this annoy me. He had his dark dark passenger before Harry ever died. His dark passenger is his urge to kill people. It's not Harry. 
Harry's just the fucking voice in his head. It's just what Harry had always taught him, right? And how he had been a father to him and led him um, uh, in training him. That's who, up until Harry died. And then he had Harry in his mind. And it's the same with Deb in, in, um, in New Blood. Uh, also to note, this is just something that I kind of picked up. Um, I don't know what it is or what it's all about, but all of the chief of police's chiefs of police in Dexter <laughs> are women. First, it was LaGuardia. She got replaced by another woman, a Cuban woman, I guess, or Dominican, one of the two. And then she came back into it. And then in this season, it's his fucking girlfriend. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, but I will uh, say it's shitty that they gave... Uh, Angela, the superior detective skills over uh, Deb, Quinn, Batista, and um, oh, Lundy, all the rest of the entire Detroit, or, uh, uh, Detroit uh, Miami Metro Police Force. It's fucking gay. <laughs> I mean, it really is. They give this, and, and I'll talk here in a bit <laughs> about just how retarded it is. Uh, also to note, um, I'm going to be nitpicky as I've been. Uh, because of how shitty the ending was. I mean, if you want to know why I'm just fucking picking up on all these itty-bitty little things, it's because you fucked us. You really did. You fucked us. You you kicked us right dead square in the dick. And um, I don't like it. So now I'm going to be picky. Uh, like I said, as he approached the white buck, uh, and it sat no, or it saw no threat in him, um, Matt, uh, again, Matt is Kurt's son, uh, shot the buck. Um, Dexter attacks him out of rage. Now, as I will be nitpicky, I will also point out where they get some shit right. Um, for people who thought that that was uncharacteristic, may I remind you of Rita's ex-husband and what Dexter did to him. Fucking hit him in the head with a frying skillet. <laughs> Fucking, uh, broke his, his skull. So, he has, he has reacted out of, um, out of anger before. So, this isn't too new. What is uncharacteristic is that Dexter carried him all the way back to his fucking house and left a blood trail. Holy shit. And also killing Matt was definitely uncharacteristic because Matt, they talk about this prior to this thing happening, but Matt accidentally killed five people in a boat crash because he was drunk and acting like a, a drunk, rich dickhead. He didn't purposely mean to kill these people. He didn't murder them. So he doesn't fit the code. So for Dexter to kill him, eh, I don't know. I didn't necessarily like that one. But I can almost see it too. And then Harrison comes in. Dexter's son, who, whom he had with Rita and sent off with Hannah. Um, he steps in. And he had actually been tracking Dexter. Or at least they made it out to seem that way. Um... And when he shows up, fucking Dexter pretends not to be Dexter. Um, I will say this. Between the the losing his shit and killing um, Matt, Kurt's son, and Harrison showing up, this, to me, and it's small, but I'm, I'm still going to count it. This seems to me uh, convenience. It's a writing convenience uh, for the writers. 
that Harrison would uh, show up just as Dexter loses control because of his dark passenger. Like all of a sudden his dark passenger is just so, I don't know, maybe it's a sixth sense type thing. But anyway, Dexter covering his tracks shows how good he was and how meticulous he was when covering not only the blood, but also his um, scent because they're going to bring in the canines. Uh, to note, no one fucking checked the tracks in the snow. As I've already mentioned, they never fuck. I've I've said it three times now. You don't think the cops could just be like, hey, look at these fucking tracks over here. Are they the same? Are they not? You know, let's start checking everyone's boots. Nope, not even close. Hmm. Because they had more convenient ways of catching Dexter. Um, also to note, uh, two law storylines here. One, the Native American population. And that being a pathway to another... Um, uh, interesting plot point in the story. Um, never used it. They they stopped it after because the deer had been killed on Native American land, uh, and they never went any further with it. It was just some Native Americans were pissed off, and that was it. The other aspect to it, the Native American women. I had been talking with my buddy about this on an episode not too long ago. Um, the Native American women missing from reservations pathway that they could have taken. Um and they could have brought awareness to a real-life issue, a serious real-life issue. I think they're the biggest demographic that nobody talks about. Um, they dropped a ball with both of these, and especially with that one. That one, that one I would have really liked, and uh, it's something that I want to I talk about more and more, and maybe even get a little bit into in, in other episodes that I do. But that's one that I, I really wish they would have went forward with that, and they never did. Let me point this shit out, because it feels like a lot of people are getting this one wrong. Harrison does have a dark passenger, just like Dexter. And I'm going to explain why. He's carrying, first and foremost, he's carrying the same fucking blade as Trinity. He remembers everything from the day uh, Trinity killed his mother. So it's trauma, It just like Dexter. I'll, I don't want to say exactly like it, but it's pretty fucking similar. Um, so, therefore, he was born in blood. He talked about having to fend off people while traveling at different truck stops and shit. Um, so he may have killed and given into his dark passenger on the way up to finding his father. And who knows what went on in Argentina, especially since he fucking broke some kid's arm and all sorts of other shit. Um, I'm either going to stop in 10 minutes or I am going to um, redo this whole episode. Hopefully I don't have to redo it. Um... He was in the foster system, which means that he suffered uh, more trauma in that, uh, which is just like his uncle, if you remember, uh, Dexter's brother. Uh, almost every serial killer that Dexter killed had some form of a traumatic event that happened to them when they were young and ended up killing, ended up having their own dark passengers. Uh, he sliced up his, his newfound bullied friend and lied about it and ruined his life. Again, signs of his his uh, dark passenger. He also fucking cut himself to cover himself. Uh, tells his girlfriend, Angela's daughter, I can't remember her name, it's Audrey, I think, uh, tells his girlfriend that he has uh, dark urges and that he wants to hurt everyone. Uh, he breaks uh, the wrestler's arm, the kid that he wrestles, breaks his arm, and I can't remember if that happened first or if he told uh, Audrey whatever first. And when he went to go fucking talk to her, Audrey, the girlfriend, uh, Angela's daughter, he had the knife in his back pocket when he snuck in to see her. Which kind of led me to believe 
He might have been going over there to kill her. But she intercepted him and gave him some of that poontang. Um, he swung at uh, and may have the, with the knife and may have killed uh, three other wrestlers at the truck stop who came to fuck him up. But he was looking to seemingly kill them. Um, and then he's completely okay with killing Kurt. All of those are pretty solid signs together that he's got a dark passenger and it will eventually become exactly like Dexter. Dexter's. Not that he'll become like Dexter because, well, I'm going to continue explaining. Um, so that's Harrison uh, and his dark passenger. But to continue on with the story, <coughs> scusi. When, <coughs> when Dexter went to burn the body uh, at the incinerator of Matt, Matt's body, uh, it almost seemed uncharacteristic to do it so so out in the open. But I guess this was a public incinerator that people all came together at to uh, to burn stuff um, in the city but or in the town. And you never... For 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 Kurt to figure out that Dexter had killed Matt, it's such a stretch. I mean, this is convenient writing if I've ever seen it's it's retarded, dude. I mean, it's pretty bad. They they stretch it out pretty hard on this one um, because there should have been no good reason. Because when when Dexter drives by the bar, out comes Kurt, who's who's a couple sheets into the wind, um, and he just fucking puts it all together. And doesn't try to fucking kill Dexter. I mean, it's it's just, it's really it's terrible. It's this is this is how fucking retarded this shit is. And let me tell you something else. The fucking showrunner said, um, my the the smart hardcore fans or the hardcore smart fans will like the ending. Fuck you, dude. Come say that shit to my face. He also said it was gonna break the internet. I'll break your fucking jaw saying that type of shit to me. All right. Um, it's a little less than ten minutes, but I gotta go. And uh, I hope to finish this up here in a little bit, but there's a lot more. So just wait. All right. Now, where do we leave off? Um, Kurt. All right. So they didn't explain how Kurt found out that um, Dexter killed Matt, which uh, pretty important. Uh, and even in, in kind of how they tried to make it piece together, it still didn't. Again, shoddy writing. Uh, same with Kurt hiding Matt's death from Angela. Uh, oh, oh. I mean, there's so much of this that it, I'm almost at a loss for words when when trying to explain the unexplainable <laughs> however as i said before you know there's certain parts that that do make sense one of them being uh when angela who was trying to track down um matt uh and kurt told her that matt had had facetimed with him he had seen him um at a hotel in new york um uh, and she went to the hotel um, for proof of life. That's something that they actually need. Especially when someone goes missing, at least, um, I believe, unless, I don't, I don't know, I'm not a cop, so I wouldn't be able to tell you if, uh, 
if somebody were to call it off who had, who had initially made the report, like a loved one, um, if they were to say that they found said person <clears throat> if the police wouldn't need a, uh, a sign of life. But anyway, uh, so it does make sense. Uh, no problem there that she went to the hotel. But um, whilst at said hotel, uh, she runs into Batista, which, okay, somewhat kind of interesting, but also still uh, very convenient for her to just so happen because of this death. Um, it, it, it just so happens to be the one hotel in New York City where uh, Batista, Sergeant Batista, who is now, I guess, the chief of police down in Miami Metro, um, is uh, um, attending a conference. I don't know if it was a conference on serial killers or investigations or investigations into uh, serial killers. I can't remember what it was. But Batista's there. And she runs into him. And then, um, how did she... I think she walked up to him and he hit on her, which makes it even weirder, the second conversation that they have where he's like, I'm a happily married man. Um, okay, that's different. But, um, so she runs into Batista and they, uh, they sit down and have a conversation. Like, he's just gonna, you know, want to sit down and, and really converse with her about everything. So he does, and then he just gives up the goods. Mentions Dexter and Rita, and then also mentions Harrison for no reason. It's just pushed in there. And all of this, all of this whole scenario of her running into Batista at this uh, this certain hotel that Kurt lies and says his son's at to cover for whatever, I don't know, um... And it's it's said that he's covering for them going and searching this cave. And I'll talk about that here in a bit. All of this is convenient writing. This is a theme throughout this entire season, which makes the season terrible. Um, and the writers, oh, man, how can you, especially as showrunner, um, I had seen or heard another interview that he had with some English fella on a YouTube, and it's just like, the fucking padding of their own back with this is is what's disgusting when I said that this was disgusting earlier. So all of that was convenient writing. Um, <clears throat> and then while uh, Angela's away, Harrison decides he's mad at his dad. That makes sense. It does. I mean, it really does. You know, this is, he's abandoned for eight years, seemingly. Um, so yeah, he'd be a little pissed off. But he, he decides to go off, and I think that that was when Dexter had found out, because he's a blood spatter analyst, or, or analyst, or he was, um, that Harrison, the story didn't add up for Harrison, and that he was doubting Harrison, and Harrison was taking that very poorly, that his dad wasn't believing him, um, because he did uh, uh, slice his, his friend up, decides to get drunk, and then high at a party, and is overwhelmed with the praise from the other students there who they think that he saved their life. And just gives up to Audrey that Jim Lindsay is not Dexter's real name. For no good reason. Also convenient writing. Now, 
Um, what I think is maybe the best opportunity to really explain everything came in the form of um, this woman, uh, the blogger, who came into town. And um, her name, or what her podcast was called, was Mary Fucking Kill. I don't know where this comes from. I think, I mean, I've, I've uh, watched some other people um, cover this and saw what they had to say. And one of them was a horror movie fan, which I'm the same. <clears throat> I don't, it's, he knew it, I guess. So as a horror movie fan, should I be embarrassed that I don't know that name? I just don't. What I also don't know, I can't remember why she came. I think she said that she, she came to town because there is a disappearance of a rich kid, a a <clears throat> a um suspicious disappearance of a rich kid and that's why she came to town i guess if that's the case that's very weak uh a weak excuse for her for this um podcaster who covers murders serial murders to come to a town a small town where there's just um one person missing unless did she also mention the fact that many missing women had came from that town can't remember in his she showed up but as i said this was the best central source for so much of the story to come together and and come from i mean so many explanations could have came from from her and her coverage of the bay harbor butcher and the trinity killer and and you know led up to um discovering dexter and who he was um and maybe even leading to uh, Kurt being the uh, the kidnapper and, and killer of all these missing people. But um, <clears throat> also she had a, a picture of Rita Morgan, so Dexter's wife that, that was killed by the Trinity killer, but didn't recognize Dexter. What the fuck? Terrible writing. Terrible writing. Um... But yeah, I, I did like the fact that they brought her, but they just dropped the ball when it came to her. Um, and so when Angela came back, she finds out from Audrey about uh, Jim Morgan not being Dexter's real name. It's understandable that Angela would be angry at Dexter uh, for the, the, the name thing. Um, but, I mean, she, she became completely disconnected and went total scorched earth. It's it was such an unrealistic characteristic of of somebody who had feelings for someone else. I mean, to, for total and utter disconnect from someone. I mean, usually there would be fucking anger. She's not going to talk to you for a while. You know, you're going to go through this whole roller coaster of of emotion and all this other stuff. But I mean, it was just such a total 180, and it really became more like she was acting as only a police officer and not as as somebody who you know had relations with him and, and and had an emotional connection to him um now through her her superior detective skills uh she she um figured to go check this cave uh where they stopped the search <clears throat> and all the while, mind you, for, what, 15 years or something to that effect, she had been, she had had a gut feeling because her friend had, her best friend had, had went missing all these years before. And she had had this running 
understanding of all these other missing girls in the area. Um, but nobody believed her. Nobody, nobody believed that this all, this was all connected. And, um, so anyway, she goes and she searches this cave, uh, <clears throat> and she ends up finding the body of her best friend in this cave. And then she calls Dexter to come and check it out. And Dexter does his analyst thing and tells her, you know, it's her and and takes a tooth away and sees that there's skin on it, which I don't know how much I believe that. Um, and it turns out that Kurt, it, it had uh, Kurt's DNA on it. And Kurt ended up blaming his father for it and getting off. So what's so weird is that Kurt got off with just his little explanation but Dexter didn't with his pretty fucking solid explanation when when asked um, or being interrogated by the same police force. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, <clears throat> they actually had Kurt's DNA. He blamed it on his dad and was let off. But, you know, Dexter comes up and, and not only that, but also it goes, oh. I'll go into what he does in his interrogation, but it just makes it even worse that that Kurt got off with that. But um, the a bigger aspect to this is that Kurt, when you find out that he has a whole fucking kill room of all of his trophies being all of these women in these weird doll boxes, um, that he never took his first kill there. That he just hid this first kill in this cave of which she really had to go pretty deep into this cave i got a little claustrophobic i'll be honest when she was creeping through this thing but like she just kept going and going and then you know conveniently again that word finds this body buried under all these um all this rubble and it turns out to be her best friend and kurt never thought how about i go get that body so that nobody ever finds it nope it's just terrible writing you know, it's just a, a continuation, terrible, convenient writing uh, throughout the entirety of this this season. Um, and at said party where uh, Harrison had gotten drunk and high, he ends up ODing on, on some drugs. And so Dexter decides, I have to do something about that because this is my son and that's somebody that, whether you meant to or not, I'm going to do something about it. it looked like he was going to go... Um, nab this drug dealer and kill him well the police show up as he inject he starts to inject this this uh, drug dealer and um to hide it he throws away the syringe they never find it by the way when angela goes to investigate this she never finds the needle and um dexter <clears throat> kicks the shit out of this dude so it looks like he's just an angry father who's beating up this drug dealer and um they bring Dexter in with the drug dealer and that's the explanation and they drop it you know and, and Logan seemed Logan the the um, black uh, police officer you know that's enough for him to understand all right you know the the father of a kid who just OD'd went and found the guy that sold the drugs and beat his ass that's what any father would do um, that makes sense and uh, no But, um, so when Angela hears about this, she goes in, in, in interviews or interrogates or whatever the, uh, 
<clears throat> the drug dealer at the same bar. He never leaves. He got the shit kicked out of him at this bar. They know that he sells drugs out of there. He fucking just stays. Oh, terrible writing. But anyway, um, when Angela hears about this, she goes and finds this guy and wants to talk to him. Why? The fuck? What? It is completely plausible that, um, that if a father whose kid almost just died from ODing on a drug, you know, decides to go and find the guy that sold the drugs and kick his ass, that's, fuck, what? That makes total sense. Everybody would understand that. There's no need for a, a, a further investigation. Um, but, you know, for the sake of, of the storyline constantly being um, being replaced back on the tracks by these fucking writers, uh, they decide this is the point where she's going to find out about the needle. And that's going to start her, her, her inquiry into, <clears throat> or her investigation into uh, Dexter, you know, and these wheel, what do they call them, wheel something marks or whatever. It's just convenient, shitty writing. Again, I mean, they keep doing this over and over and over and over. They just keep forcing this into it where they ugh, they didn't need to, quite frankly. Um, oh, the wheel mark. So, so then Dexter goes and he finds the actual um, drug maker and uh, kills him. And then uh, Angela, for her to go and find... Um, the the coroner's report on this dead this other dead drug dealer I don't again remember exactly why she went and did all that but she goes and finds that and sees that there's a wheel mark on his neck of the drug drug dead drug dealer um, and then asks for the the um, toxicity report and finds that he has ketamine in his system and she goes to I don't I can't remember how she finds or uh, she goes to the uh, I think she finds out how ketamine is in the in the town or how somebody could get ketamine and it's the vet and it's the same vet that Dexter uses but when to find ketamine in a dead drug dealer's um, system and his in his blood work ketamine is a fucking party drug this is a drug dealer no one would put two and two together with that no one would think that that would be outside the bounds of reality or fucking, you know, that those two wouldn't come into contact with one another. It's just such a a terrible job writing and trying to make all of this work out. But no matter, Dexter's explanation was great. And again, uh, the ketamine, oh, this is going to, this is going to be a big point later on. But, um... As I said, it's a party drug. Nobody's going to fucking think that Dexter, you know, that, that it would be out of bounds for a drug dealer to have that in their system. Um, it's completely, completely circumstantial evidence, and therefore no further investigation was needed or should have been needed. But, you know, this fucking master sleuth, um, she's, uh, she's going to stay on the, on the, uh, on the track. Um... A little later on, Dexter ends up getting kidnapped by Kurt's guy and uh, gets away or whatever, uh, but ends up getting uh, shot in the leg. And then, like the very next scene, walking normal. As if nothing happened. It's um, pretty... It, it's it's a evidence of pretty bad 
writing inconsistency. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like he was limping when uh, Dope shot him in season two, um, more than more than he was in this. But yeah, apparently he heals up pretty fast. <sighs> For so um, Kurt, who's now on to Dexter, I don't know how. Oh, that's right, because it was raining his son's ash on everyone, and he put it all together. Um, he had... How did he do it? Oh, he, ha he had somebody come to, to uh, Harrison and, and give him a uh, an envelope, and in the envelope was a pin. Well, it turns out it's a pin from um, Matt's son, Kurt. I'm sorry, Kurt's son, Matt. Uh, when he was in the, the boat crash or whatever, he had a broken leg and he needed pins in his leg. Well, when he burned the body, um, the pins didn't melt. And when Kurt found him, uh, that he, he sent him off to Dexter to let Dexter know that he knew <clears throat> that uh, Dexter killed his son. Um, and later on, when Kurt burned down uh, Dexter's house and Angela was there, guess who, guess who finds the pin? at his house, as if Dexter would just keep that all willy-nilly. Guess who finds it? It's not the uh, the fire inspector. It's not the fire department. By the way, we would be the ones, well, when I used to be a firefighter, we would have been the ones to find it. No, it's Angela, the fucking super detective. She's the one that finds it. So, that, again, convenience writing, uh, again. What is that, fucking ten? Um... Within all of this, for Dexter to be as tuned in, even as rusty as he may be for over the past five years, but for him to be as tuned in to things as he he's always been, and to not pick up on Angela being suspicious of him, again, terrible, inconsistent, uncharacteristic writing, uh, or writing of um, Dexter that's just uncharacteristic of him. Um, and then when he, when Angela arrests him at her house, uh, because Jim, seemingly Jim Lindsay had sent her, uh, an, a letter saying that, I'm sorry, Kurt had sent her a letter saying that Jim Lindsay had killed his son with a, uh, another one of the pins. Um, I guess that was before she found the other pin at, at his burnt down house. She's all in. Dexter is a killer and I gotta arrest him. So she arrests Dexter at her house. And when she does, he looks at the knives in the knife block, and he seemingly almost starts to reach for them until Logan comes in. And then he, like, quickly reacts back to... It's like, what were you going to do? You, She's completely innocent. She's, she, they're writing her character to be far more than she ever should be. She's just some dopey-ass fucking backwoods, you know, police chief of three police in one town, three, um, all of whom are, are incompetent, <laughs> fucking, but, um, she's innocent, she doesn't fit the code at all, uh, so, for him to, like, even think that he's gonna kill her, it just didn't make any sense, it, it's completely uncharacteristic of, of, uh, Dexter, yet again, um, and then she, he's taken in, and she interrogates him. Well, 
now he's all of a sudden back to being the same Dexter that we remember. All of his answers in in the heat of the moment at the at the it, you know right when asked are perfect. They're great. He does a great interview. He's or interrogation. He answers everything plausibly. Um, and then she brings up fucking ketamine. As I said earlier, ketamine. This is going to be important. She makes some kind of bullshit connection that ketamine was used on both the drug dealers, one of whom is dead, um, and that, and then she brings up the Bay Harbor Butcher case because she's been listening to her friend who she didn't like but then started to like in this Mary fucking kill lady and um, starts listening to her take on the, on the fucking Bay Harbor Butcher case. Did you see how many fucking other episodes she had, but she's just going to focus, oh yeah, that's right, because she did talk to uh, Batista about the Bay Harbor Butcher case. So she looks into the Bay Harbor Butcher case, and there's there's wheel marks on all of the victim, on one of the victims, sorry, on one of them that she notices, or at least that the uh, the show lets you see that she noticed. And um, she does, she looks at the toxicology reports for all of the, the um, cases, and turns out they all have ketamine in them. god this is such a massive mistake because and this is why i say that the writers and the producers and seemingly every no one watched any of the prior seasons up until this season they didn't do their homework to realize that dexter had always used m99 in miami he never and i can't remember what it is it's something thorine or something um but it, he called it M99. Never once used ketamine. Never used ketamine. Ketamine was only... He only started using it up there. And he even admitted in his inner monologue or his inner thoughts that he had to do what he had to do. That he never... He didn't use ketamine. But because of where he was at and what he had access to, that was all he had. So there's no connection between... Um, between... Uh, Iron Lake, which is a fictional town in New York, and Miami. I don't know why they made it a fictional town. Miami isn't fictional, obviously. But uh, it just doesn't fucking make any... Oh, for them, th this was such a, a a massive mistake for them to make because, you know, in this story, it's supposed to put everything together and really put the pressure on Dexter. And it can't. It's impossible. You know, you have eight seasons of which they're basing New Blood on, and that was not what he ever used. So there's no connection there, but the writers tried to make it a connection. It's terrible, fucking utterly terrible, awful, awful job on their part. Um, and another question I would have is, why did it take so long for her to call Batista? Why didn't she call him right away? I, it, oh. Why didn't she call her call him prior when when she got the note or whatever and she decided she was going to arrest um, Dexter? Why didn't she just think to fucking call Batista right then and say, hey, by the way, Dexter's alive. Um, I'm about to arrest him. We have some, you know what I mean? Like never fucking ever did it until after she interrogated him and, and sat around and thought about it. And all of a sudden the fucking thought came to her mind. It's it's uh, it's pretty bad. So hold on real quick. To go forward, I had uh, 
listen through again to see where I had left off. And also looking ahead in the notes, some of these um, topics I thought I had already covered, but apparently not. So if anything seems repetitive, I apologize. Um, maybe I just got a little confused. Anywho, that being said, going forward, all of the evidence that Angela had against Dexter was circumstantial in terms of the cases in Iron Lake. Um, all of the evidence, likewise, to tie him to the Bay Harbor Butcher case couldn't be held against Dexter either. Um, quite frankly, he would have gotten away with everything. Um, this is why I brought up previously how meticulous Dexter was in <clears throat> casing or following um, people in his preparations and um, killing them and hiding all the evidence. He was meticulous, trained for arguably uh, decades, um, performed in this manner for mm, a decade or so, or maybe more, 10, 15 years, something to that effect. But um, because of this, absolutely nothing would have stuck. And to note, once he was done going through all of the legal stuff um, that Angela was going to try to use against him or, or charge him with, uh, same with Batista, uh, his ruined reputation would have been more than enough of a reason for him and Harris to leave Iron Lake. Because if you remember, I think it was the beginning of uh, the finale, so episode 10, where he talked with uh, Harrison about leaving. And even with that, uh, Harrison, I mean, it was kind of building up that Harrison felt normal um, in Iron Lake. He was starting to feel as if it was his home. Um, and so he was wrestling with the idea of leaving. However, um, and, and some people did mention that uh, his um, change in attitude towards leaving was pretty quick. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the kid had been moving around quite a bit in the last couple years of his life. And uh, to finally have this bond, and it kind of speaks... It, it speaks to the bond that he had with his father um, that they wrote in there that he changed his mind so easily uh, when he asked his dad if he could uh, if they could have a pool for when they go to uh, LA and I still wish I, I don't know if I would if I would want him to go to LA although it'd be better than Detroit. Probably better than Chicago, maybe? I don't know. However, there's a lot of people in those places that could probably use some killing. I'd find a couple of serial killers there. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier, but for Angela to be so loving towards him and in such a disconnect was very off. Um, as I said before, you know, the name thing with Jim Lindsay versus Dexter, sure, that would... Uh, probably anger pretty much any woman in the world uh i guess feel betrayed um but to such a degree that 
she just changed instantly to what seemed somewhat instantly to having absolutely no slack with anything that Dexter has to say um, was off. Was off. Um, also to have Kurt give the his explanation and um, to his DNA being on the tooth of her best friend, tying him to her death, and his explanation being enough for um, Angela to let him go and really think nothing of it for the rest of the season um, was bizarre. And then you see in contrast uh, how focused in she was on Dexter. Um, especially with his uh, his <clears throat> reasonings and excuses during the um, interrogation. And I think, uh, what do they call it in legal terms? Uh, plausible deniability in um, in the it's not excuses it's um, explanations that he gave to her during the interrogation also during the interrogation I really did think that it was a, a great way to handle the interrogation having her Dexter having her turn off the camera and bringing up Kurt and redirecting everything to him um, and and leading her directing her towards uh, Kurt's kill room and I believe it provided a few things I think uh, after she goes and sees Kurt's kill room the emotion and I just saw somebody else um, post something to this effect in, in the Facebook group that I joined because I was so upset <laughs> Um, the emotion that she or really anyone would have felt in seeing all those deaths and knowing that now for certain Kurt was responsible for her best friend being killed. It's solving this, what, 12 years, I think they said was the number of how long she had had this suspicion of Kurt. Um, this, this gut feeling that she had, had felt it was solving all of these murders all these missing person reports for her in Kurt she's seeing it firsthand and and however the person had uh had stated it in this post that they made uh, that she made it was a woman um very smart in the sense that she was saying okay cops are still people right police are still human beings and there comes with such a discovery as Angela would have made that it would have overcame her. Um, an understanding would have probably washed over most people in her position to realize that, okay, De uh, Kurt is the bad guy here and Dexter isn't. And if we're talking about the amount of convenient writing throughout this, they could have easily wrote that she would have come back and had a chat with Dexter, another one, in a, in a, from a different angle. And although he would have had to explain everything, which may have been a lot, you know, how did you find it, to which he could have probably gave, gave up an, uh, um, uh, an explanation to the, the um, length, angle, 
effect of him having drove around there, you know, or whatever, you know, him and Harrison driving around and found this hole uh, in the ground, you know, saw it, was curious, checked it out, went down there, found it, um, you know, and, and provided a good enough answer for her to where uh, most people would have probably released Dexter pretty fucking quick, dropped everything, all charges. Um, or it would have provided an opportunity for Dexter to confess everything to her. And in the same light, um, for her to see that he's a good guy who serves justice to um, evil serial killers, murderers. They could have wrote it in there too. Um, and really, I mean, this is such a bigger story um, than, than Dexter loosely being a killer and, and, and dropping charges against him, especially when Matt's death could be tied to Kurt, which Dexter was, was leaning towards, I think somebody was leaning towards it. Who the fuck was it? Was it Dexter? Um, and yeah, I mean, that could have been blamed on, on Kurt easily, you know, Matt being a fuck up and, and doing the things that he was doing and bringing, bringing um, attention to Kurt in a way that he didn't want it. So he had to kill his son, you know. Although, I guess you could make the argument that would bring even more, and it did. Um, but she even thought at one point that Kurt stopped the investigation into her son, or, or finding his son, uh, when they got too close to the cave, which was the whole driving force behind her checking out the cave, and then going in even further in a, in a spot where most people wouldn't have. Which, if she couldn't hardly fit through there, how the fuck did fat-ass Kurt fit through there? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, while she's off doing that, um, when Logan let Harrison come back in to talk with Dexter, I was worried that their conversation was being recorded. Now, I was also worried that when Dexter had Angela shut off the camcorder, that it may have still been rolling and recording. Uh, at least audio, um, but you know that that went by pretty good. His his redirecting everything to Kurt was great, but his fucking conversation he had with his son was like, "This is not something that you talk about in a fucking police station when you're under investigation for murder." Like maybe wait, maybe just give him the bare essentials and fucking tell him I'm I'll see you soon. You know, go and stay where you gotta stay. Be safe, and I'll I'll see you when I'm done. This is this can all be explained. It's all you know. It's it's gonna be fine. Instead, he fucking talks about shit in a way that it's like you might be guilty, bro. If somebody was audio recording that. Um, and this, by the way, uh, was the time that uh I said out loud to myself, I don't like this. <laughs> like, I was extremely uncomfortable and pretty high. Mind you, <laughs> like, um, I was, I was fidgety. I was, um, tense during this whole thing. I hated every bit of it. And this was really around the time that I started to understand that this was going in a direction that I didn't like. Now, while in the jail cell, all he had to do, Dexter, was wait and explain and let things solve themselves. That's all he needed to do. And I saw somebody else 
post. There's a lot of people who are like posting how they thought the ending could have went. One interesting way was um, <clears throat> to let him do just that. Wait in the jail cell, explain everything the way that he was, and let things solve themselves. And you could have ended with Batista showing up and him and Dexter um, seeing one another and having a bit of a conversation and maybe having it in there or something to that effect. Still better than what the ending was. Uh, excuse me. Um, Dexter even tells Harrison, while Logan had let Harrison in, um, along with Deb while he was in the jail cell, that he'll think himself out of it. He tells Harrison he's been in tighter spots. He has. Remember when fucking LaGuerta arrested him, walked him through the fucking station? Remember that? <sighs> and um, and then while he's having this conversation with Deb in his mind, uh, he tells her that he'll think himself out of it. I believed him. So did most other people because that's what Dexter does. And I'll talk about what happens next here in a minute. But um, if you remember... When, Le when Logan brings him food, some people picked up on this. When Logan brings him food, it's a tuna sandwich. Now, Logan makes Dexter stand on the other side of the jail cell to be cautious and careful. Um, and, he, and you also notice a, a heavy change in Logan um, when Logan first arrested, when they first arrested Dexter. And it kind of carries on throughout here. Now, he was distant to him at this point. Was it, was it when he brought him food? No, no, no. It was still, it was um, when he brought him the food, uh, what's-her-name hadn't left yet. But it's a, it's a tuna sandwich. And Dexter says something very strange, which is th some things never change. Or something, something like that, which is odd. And a lot of pe people picked up on that. So, like I said, Logan made him stand on the other side of the jail cell. Why that's important is because when Dexter, right, after he's... Right after he's done telling Deb that he's going to think his way out of it. And this, again, is very uncharacteristic of Dexter to say something like that, show his old way of, of, of being calm under pressure, and then the next thing he fucking does is just impulse. It's just fucking boom, 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 and it's all bad, right? Which is he calls for Logan to bring him water. Logan brings him the water. And doesn't make him stand on the other side of the jail cell this time. Now, uh, people have said that it's because Logan was upset that Angela left without telling him where she was going. And that wouldn't have happened in real life. Like, there was no reason for Angela to leave that fast without telling Logan where she was going. Pretty in inconsistent writing, I believe. Um... And so he's upset with this, and he wants to know what Dexter said when he had, when Dexter had Angela turn off the recorder. So that's the excuse of why he didn't have Dexter go to the other side of the cell. Now what happens next is retarded, which is Logan keeps his hand on the fucking water bottle. What the fuck? Why? Why would you do this? This doesn't make sense. You were so cautious before, and now you're just going to leave your fucking hand where a, a prisoner that you are now very distant to and very angry with, you're just going to fucking keep it there for him to grab hold of. Well, that's exactly what happens. However, let me ask you this question. 
what the fuck would have happened if Logan just kind of threw or tossed the bottle through the bars of the jail cell? You're fucked with your story writing shit, which obviously they're writing it so they get to be in control of everything and make really stupid mistakes like they did. So anyway, Dexter grabs hold of Logan's hand, bings his head off of the, uh, the jail cell bars a few times, splattering his blood across Dexter's face, which becomes important here in a few moments, um, and, and stuns him pretty good, but doesn't knock him out, which I've never seen somebody then do this, which is Dexter turns him around. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> it's just... Dexter, uh, I'm sorry, Logan is a wrestling coach. Logan has probably been fucking struck in the face a few times. He's probably been dropped on his head. Uh, maybe sometimes he got out of it, sometimes he didn't, whatever. But what it means is, is that Logan's pretty tough. And uh, to crack his face against the bars a couple times, and then be able to just turn him around and throw a rear naked on him. Mm, I don't know. But even in this, if I can suspend reality enough to believe that this happened, at this point, all Dexter had to do, because he has him in what's called a rear naked choke, to an effect, it's kind of a, uh, uh, what's that called, a makeshift rear naked, because he's on the other side of these uh, steel bars. It actually works out in his favor when he has him in his hold, because pretty fucking hard to get out of. You can't just wiggle out, and Dexter has bars to use as leverage. Um, so Dexter has him in this chokehold. Now, Dexter, numerous times throughout the previous eight seasons, had had people in, in chokeholds, which also brings up, by the way, that whoever the jujitsu coach was <laughs> apparently didn't work with um, the guy playing Dexter's brother in the first season, because if you watch him, Brian, um, if Brian Moser, if you watch him throw a, a rear naked on Deb, it is the the most fucking messy <laughs> attempt at a rear naked choke. It is so bad that um, I have a hard time believing Deb, Deb couldn't have fought her way out of it. It was pretty shitty. There was like really no connection, if I remember. He didn't put his one arm behind her head. He didn't connect his one hand uh, to the inside of his elbow. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. But anywho, Dexter has him in this chokehold. All he has to do, and I mean all he has to do, was choke him out like he had choked out so many other victims that he had in the past. But he didn't. He fucking asked for the keys, and he didn't need to do that. He did not need to get the keys right then. All he had to do was choke out Logan, let him drop down, take the keys, open the door, Tie up Logan if you want. I don't give a fuck. Make sure you take off his, his gun and everything else. And throw him in the fucking jail cell. Bingo, bango. You didn't kill him. You didn't need to kill him. I mean, like I said, he was in a... a uh, he had a great rear naked choke on him. Um, in how it was. A little makeshift position, you know. But uh, a dumb move by Logan. Instead of getting his keys... Uh, he pulls his gun and fires blindly behind him, missing Dexter. A lot of people uh, thought that he shot himself. And I thought that Dexter had snapped his neck. Because the fire goes off and then you hear the crack of his neck. Which many people have pointed out. Very difficult to do. 
uh, snapping someone's neck from that position. Uh, I agree with that. I think most um, grappling coaches and, and jiu-jitsu coaches would agree. Um, but even the, the showrunner stated that they, they timed the sounds of, of Logan's neck being cracked and the fire or the shot being fired from the gun. They timed it at the same time. Um, which was stupid. I don't know why they needed to do that. But, uh, I mean, even with that, it's like, you you meaning to tell me that somebody couldn't shoot somebody directly behind them with a gun? Uh, I mean, I guess, but at the same time, mm. but this was stupid by Logan. Um, and many people are bringing up that Dexter wouldn't have killed him. I agree, but even him killing him, to an effect, was still a reactionary kill. Right, he didn't mean to do it. I think he even told him that he was a good guy when he had him in that chokehold. Um, but no, I agree with everyone else. This Logan did not fit the code. Um, although I still believe that it was it was pretty much a reactionary kill. Logan still didn't fit the code. This was uncharacteristic. I didn't like that they wrote this in, but this was important for them to write this in. Um, and as it was said, Dexter has been in worse situations, and he didn't panic and kill his way out like they're making him do here. And the reason that they did this, and this is the thing that should en en enrage everyone, anybody who's a fan of the show, anybody who's a fan of Dexter, who's, who grew to love the character, what they did here was they tried to turn your mindset on what you thought of Dexter. They tried to make your change your thought on Dexter to dislike him to think he was he truly was a monster he was a bad guy he was um a terrible no good very bad person and this is terrible on their part on the writer's parts on the producer's parts on the showrunner's part to do this this was lazy it was derivative um in the respects that there's many other people who wrote stories, made movies, TV shows, where they felt the need to kill somebody, you know, whoever it may be. And that's what they did here. I mean, it's just lazy. Um, could, and I guess I'll explain this later, but I'll still touch on it here. Could they have wrote in killing Dexter and I'd be okay with it? Yeah, they could have. But again, you have to do it right. You have to make it believable. You have to make it... Um, I don't want to say it's not honorable. It's uh, you have to make it worthwhile. Basically, I can't remember the word I was looking for. Uh, but they didn't do that here. They wrote this in here to destroy Dexter's reputation to you, and fuck them for doing that. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. To note, uh, Dexter never purposely killed someone he knew to be innocent. He never did that. I saw. I keep seeing these fucking retards post shit about, um, oh, well, for all of those who think that Dexter never killed an innocent person or yada, yada, yada. And they brought up shit like in the, I think, season three, the Skinner season, um, what, his first kill that causes Miguel, it's Miguel's uh, little brother or whatever, him killing him and he was supposed to, supposed to be innocent or whatever. Or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was supposed to be innocent. A fucking dude turned a knife on Dexter. What the fuck was he supposed to do? This is the type of stupid fuckers out there that think that the ending to this was good. Oh, does that... It's, it's, it's enraging. But anywho, 
Um, again, Dexter never purposely killed someone he knew to be innocent. And for the people out there who blame Rita and Dokes and LaGuerta and Deb and what have you on Dexter, none of those people were his fault. Harry, too. Rita was killed by the Trinity Killer. You could argue that Dexter, if he would have only killed him right away, um, Rita would live, sure. Dokes, uh, Lila killed Dokes, not Dexter's fault. Dexter was in uh, terrible um, anguish. Uh, trying to figure out what to do with Dokes, and he was really just going to blame Dokes for um, f for being the, the Bay Harbor Butcher. Now, uh, side note, I, I saw a video recently of, I don't know who this guy is, but he redid, like, the beginning, the, the intro to Dexter, and um, it, I guess, would have been in, like, season three after Dokes died, <laughs> where <laughs> this is a white dude, and he... He plays both Dexter and Dokes in this, and it's the ghost of Dokes, like, basically being in the position of Harry. This fucking guy does both voices of Dexter and Dokes so good. I mean, it's it's like a five-minute video, if that, and it is so good. But I couldn't, I could never see the name of who it was, YouTube channel, anything. It, uh, but it was super impressive. So if that guy ever hears this, well done. And you may have seen it too. It's it's really good. But no, um, uh, Lila killed Dokes. Deb killed LaGuerta. How did Deb? I keep hearing that Deb had a fucking hemorrhage or some shit. But I thought she got shot, and that's how she died. But it wasn't Dexter. Um, Harry killed himself. Even though I before I rewatched season two, three, um, I'd always thought the nurse that was Dexter's first kill killed Harry, but. He didn't. After he killed the nurse, then Harry uh, got better because she was poisoning him. And etc. Anybody else that was close to him that Dexter, like I said, at the end of Season 8 had such remorse um, for the collateral damage of people who had died during these eight, eight seasons in some degree because of Dexter um, or indirectly because of Dexter. None of them were his fault. He would have never allowed for them to be killed. Um, because of how strong he had a code. And another point to mention, the guy that plays Harry, I can't remember his name. There was an interview of the all the actors that played Masuka, Quinn, Dexter, and Harry. And Harry, there was a, they were like taking questions from the audience or whatever. And, and the guy that plays Harry um, was asked about if Dexter was a monster or whatever. And even he, at that point, which would have been, what, season four or five, said no. Um, Dexter was a good person. He was he had morals. He had a, a, a strict code that he stuck to. He was a good person. So for anybody that, you know, carries on this idea that Dexter was nothing but a monster, fuck you. Oh, so now Logan is dead to carry on. Logan's dead. Uncharacteristic, terrible writing. Um, convenience writing, yet again. I know I keep saying that, but that's kind of the theme here that I'm pointing out of uh, how terrible this was. For Dexter not to then manipulate the scene at the police station was terrible writing. It was convenience writing, as I just said. Um, because Dexter would... It just... It's, it's so out of character. To not manipulate the scene, to take the body, to hide it, to um, 
do anything other than just leave him there. He didn't even show remorse, which he usually would. He showed remorse for fucking dokes. He hated dokes to a degree. Had had some respect for him. At the same point, um, couldn't stand dokes. Because dokes was such a fucking pain in the ass to him. And always mistreated Dexter. Um, and even him, he was nice too when he, you know, had him caught. So for him not to even show a, a, a bit of remorse was very unlike Dexter. Um, he then takes Logan's phone, calls up Harrison. Uh, and then tells Harrison to meet at the White Buck. I feel like this was a uh, convenience writing. I might be uh, misremembering it, but I don't remember a time when Dexter and Harrison met at the White Buck. Now, it could have been that Harrison was with Dexter when they brought in whoever that investigated that weird oddball and, um, um, uh, fuck, what's it called? The guy like Masuka, but it wasn't Masuka. It was whoever the Iron Lake Police Department brought in to check the scene of where the, uh, the white buck was, where this guy started piecing together what happened at the scene and, uh, maybe Harrison was there, so maybe that actually takes away from what I'm arguing. But I still don't remember Harrison being there. But I, like I said, I could be misremembering because like, part of me kind of feels like I do remember. Anyway, um, Dexter tells Harrison to meet him there. Um, and so they do, right? Dexter's running through the woods. He's panicked, which means that what did, what did he not do? Well, after he killed Logan, he ran out of the police station, panicked, grabs... Um, Logan's car and drives to the around the area, but then he's running through the woods. This is important here in a moment. When Dexter sees Harrison, he's still got blood on his face, and this irks me to no end, because it's the easiest thing in the world to bend down, pick up some snow, and rub it on your face. And the snow will melt, it will turn to water, it will Wipe away all the blood on your fucking face. And he never once... He would have seen his face because he was driving a fucking car with a rear view mirror. Why didn't he wipe off the rest of the blood? Again, insanely uncharacteristic of, of Dexter. Terrible writing, and you guessed it, convenience writing. Because it leads to Harrison asking about the blood on, on Dexter's face. And Dexter tells him the truth, which is a little strange because he had previously lied to Dexter. Even, or I'm sorry, lied to Harrison. Even when he was opening up to Harrison about his dark passenger, he still held some shit back. He's seeing Harrison um, conflicted at this point. And he needs to go. They need to leave. They got to get together and take the fuck off. Why didn't Dexter lie to Harrison about Logan being dead? Especially when he saw Harrison showing these signs of disapproval. I mean, he could have just fucking said that Logan was knocked out in the police station and then explained the shit on the fucking drive away. Didn't do it. Just told him the truth. And then this is where a lot of people start to get a little fucking pissy. And rightfully so. I don't blame him. Because Harrison becomes very upset. Starts asking questions. Starts getting a little fucking hectic. And this is the point. For Harrison to be so upset about Dexter killing Logan, let me point out a couple of things. 
Harrison barely knew Logan. He was only there for maybe eight to nine weeks, at most. That is not enough time to build that strong of a fucking bond with with uh, Logan. Logan was his coach, his wrestling coach. Again, you're spending a couple hours, um, let's say tops five to ten hours a week with Logan. Could you have built a bond? Sure, but a strong enough bond where um, Harrison will react in the way that he did. I mean, we're stretching it to the extremes. He may have been around Logan for because of wrestling practice is what I'm pointing out. He may have been around Logan, but, but really to fucking sit there and get this bond, he's your coach. You know, my son doesn't have that fucking close of a uh, of a bond with his fucking hockey coach, and he spent way more time with the dude. You know? Because Logan isn't sitting there spending all of his time at wrestling practice training um, just Harrison. He's training all of the stu- or all of the, the kids that he has. So it's not a, a long enough time or a close enough time around one another to build such a strong bond um, with Logan. I mean, for fuck's sake, Harrison had a stronger bond with Kurt. You don't think that maybe there might be a little fucking trauma there, you know? To, like, have some form of a disconnect with Logan still. Like, it's some kind of wall built up so that he wouldn't necessarily let him in. Hmm. And on top of that, why I'm pointing this out is because he would have had way more of a bond with his father as in Dexter. Given he hated Dexter for, like, eight episodes. Then, when Dexter finally tells him the truth... They have a bond. They have that bond that that Harrison had been wanting the entire time when he first showed up. And Harrison is happy. And he loves his father. Who understands him. Whom Harrison believes is a good person. Who saves people. I mean, he calls him Batman when they're down in Kurt's kill room. And who um, Dexter sees that he finally has a connection to someone with, excuse me, with about his dark passenger. You don't think he would have given him just a little bit of slack? And then comes the next part. Again, there's so much shit garbled up in this five to ten minutes here that it's just so aggravating that they they tried to put all this together. And this is where it seems very rushed. Dexter huh, was going to give Harrison up again. He was going to abandon him again. This is terrible, terrible, terrible writing. And a lie, mind you. It's incorrect, absolutely. Because Dexter already touches on this halfway through the season and saying, I'll never let you go again. Not halfway through. I'm sorry, it's like episode eight or nine. Oh, fuck, does this... It, it just... It's almost too much. Um, For both of them, then to agree that Harrison needed to kill Dexter, because as Dexter turned around, he's about to give up Harrison. He starts to walk away. He hears the bolt action of the gun, um, which also arguably um, Harrison wouldn't have had because it was in the house. They didn't take it with them to Kurt's house. It was in the house that was burnt down by Kurt. And then, mysteriously, all of a sudden, um, Harrison has it. And the fuck? It's it's convenient writing. <laughs> like, go back and look. He never, they never took the gun with them to Kurt's. 
it was in the house. The house was burnt down. Uh, the stock on the gun is made of fucking wood. <laughs> like, all he would have had was a fucking barrel. Ugh. But anyway, so he hears the, uh, he hears Harrison rack a, a bullet with the bolt action of the gun. Um, and so he turns around and he sees Harrison pointing. And all of a sudden, he figures it out. This needs to happen. You need to shoot me. For both of them to agree that Harrison needed to kill Dexter, what the motherfuck? This is so fucking stupid. To have Harrison, who out of nowhere has some good conscience, even though he has a dark passenger, I talked about it earlier, he fucking cut up the one kid, his friend, um, ruined his life, whom uh, he didn't even really know if he was going to ever, and we don't know if he was ever going to fucking kill anybody. Did he have a list of people that he hated? Sure. Did he have drawings and shit? Sure. He was fucking bullied. Constantly. In the worst of ways. But you don't know for certain that he was going to do anything. And this kid fucking ruins his life. Harrison ruins his life. And doesn't ever show any sign of remorse. Whatsoever. And then they write this stupid fucking part. Where to not become a killer like his father. He now has to kill his father. Which would feed his dark passenger, for fuck's sake. This is beyond idiotic. This is so bad of writing. I mean, the and, and why I'm spending so much time on this is to point out and highlight just how idiotic, how stupid this is. Even to have uh, Harrison say to his father that he needed to turn himself in. The fuck? So you can be alone again? <laughs> like, that was the whole point of coming there. And now you've come there to find your father, and you're just going to have him leave you? <laughs> what? And then um, comes the part where Harrison shoots him. Uh, you have some people say that there is no recoil. There's little recoil, not much. Um, but what should be more um, focused on was how Harrison showed absolutely no emotion when firing, and after, not a sh not a tear shed, at all. It's unbelievable. And Dexter falls to the ground. Oh, uh, right before. Sorry, let me point this out. Right before Harrison fires a shot is when Dexter says the now probably very infamous line of, I've never really felt, or I've never felt real love until this moment. Something something like that, I'm paraphrasing. And it's why I talked about earlier in this, that that was a lie. Um, you have the guy that played Harry in the interview who stated that Dexter was a good person. I think he even said that uh, he said it about one of the other characters in the show that Dexter loved them. Um, that's true. Uh, he loved Rita. He loved her kids. He said it in season five when um, Aster and Cody go away. Uh, he stops himself from saying, I love you just as much as your, as your mom loved you or something, something like that to Aster as she was leaving. Um, or he was going to say, like, I love you, or something like that, and he just said, me too, which still is saying that he loves her. 
Uh, he loved Astro and Cody. He loved Harrison before that moment, for fuck's sake. Uh, he loved Deb. Deb was arguably the most important person to him. He loved Harry. This is such a bullshit line. Did I already touch on that? I feel like I did. Anywho. After Harrison fires the shot, shows no emotion. Out of nowhere, Angela shows up. Now, last we see her, she's at Kurt's. No, she was at the police station, wasn't she? Sorry, yeah, she was at the police station. Um, uh, uh, so they're way ahead of her. Because before that, she was at Kurt's. So she would have had to drive. She would have had to run back to her car, which she did. Phone everything in. Drive back to the police station. See the scene. Call it in. And the way that you know that is when Harrison's driving out of town. He drives by the police station. And there's the uh, ambulance and everything. So somebody had to tell him. That would have been Angela. And then Angela would have had to have known where they were. Which she didn't. Why? There's a few things. Dexter didn't drive the car to that point. He ran through the woods. Uh, you couldn't see Dexter's truck that Harrison had drove there from the road because they were deep in the woods. If you remember where Dexter was when, because they were at the White Buck, when Dexter saw the White Buck, they were fucking way far deep back in the woods. So you couldn't have seen his truck from the road. There's no reason that she would be there. This doesn't make any sense. How she all of a sudden shows up. And she shows up like a millisecond, well, I shouldn't say a millisecond, 30 seconds after Harrison fires the shot. So she was there. She saw it. She saw him aiming the gun and didn't fucking say anything. Quite frankly, she had no business being there. I mean, even hearing a gunshot from wherever the fuck she was, you're telling me that she's Flash and she's just going to run her ass over there right away? It's impossible to get from wherever the fuck she was to there that fast. Again, complete and utter terrible writing of convenience. Then some more stupidity happens. Um, Angela lets Harrison go. She pushes him to leave, gives him money. She is now what? An accomplice. Why did she do this? Harrison could have claimed self-defense. There's all sorts of things that could have happened. He would have gotten off, seemingly. I mean, unless she arrested him, which obviously she didn't do. Um, she instead goes on to manipulate the scene. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, Why? Why did she do that? Wipes off the gun, the fingerprints and shit. Uh, well, how'd you get the gun? It wasn't your gun, was it? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Would you fight it away from Rec uh, Dexter, who just killed a much stronger Logan? You know? No. And what's even funnier about this is B Batista is going to show up for nothing. <laughs> like, fucking, he's going to show up a little pissed off. You just told him that his, um, arguably his best friend was still alive, and now he's dead. <laughs> like, Batista would have been like, you guys can't fucking keep somebody in a jail cell <laughs> overnight you broke you broke the Bay Harbor butcher case which now we have to bring up all of these uh, cases that we thought were solved uh, we went through how many one two two different people thinking that it was them so it's going to show our incompetence even more but you broke the Bay Harbor butcher case and you couldn't keep that motherfucker in a jail cell are you insane 
So anyway, she, um, Angela had told Harrison how to drive away. And he doesn't follow any of her instructions, at least not from what I remember. He drives right through town. As I said, drives right past the police station. Everybody in town would have seen his car, Dexter's car, known it was him. He's been there. He's been a staple in the community for a while. Um, and another thing to point out was uh, during this time, uh, you hear Dexter um, reading the letter. Even in the letter, it shows that Dexter loved his son. And not just that, it shows a completely different side to Dexter than what Harrison said that the note said when he got there. That made him all pissy. Oh, I mean, it's so aggravating, all of this. Um, and like I said, with the Batista thing and, and Angela, I mean, through to give her this to give her everything. I mean, it just falls into her lap. And uh, again, to bring up, through all of Miami Metro and Lundy, um, Deb, uh, I mean, I guess LaGuardia did put it together, same with Dokes, but uh, Batista, Quinn, um, who was kind of on his, his, uh, on his tail for a minute in season five, uh, Masuka, I mean, all of Miami Metro. But only Angela puts it together. In just a few short weeks. Even though she never suspected Kurt. Or never really, really, really suspected Kurt. There's been a fucking 12-year um, case going on. Or, uh, girls going missing. They all go to Kurt's uh, truck stop. Uh, he gets applications for all of them. Uh, many of who whom worked at his truck stop. Never put two and two together. But she's going to fucking solve the Bay Harbor Butcher case. Again, terrible, inconvenient writing. Sloppy. Fucking, I mean, everything negative that you can say about this should be said. Because this was horrid. And that's the review. However, there's some extras here. One, there's a, th a few theories out there of... Um, what occurred what people think could have occurred and uh because there's a lot of talk of season two so one of them uh one of the theories being that dexter was wearing a kevlar vest um under his black sweater uh he could have gotten it from logan however when angela does show up and sees logan dead he's still dressed as he was so it wasn't logan's but they're at a police station uh, Dexter could have found a Kevlar vest and put it on. He did direct Harrison where to shoot him in the chest. Um, a la justified with uh, Raylan Givens shooting Boyd Crowder. Boyd Crowder survived, so they could have done it that way. Um, even though he had a Kevlar vest on in this theory. Um, and the other part to the theory is uh, Dexter could have used a blood pack from Kurt or from Vincent Van Goat for the blood. Or just found some blood in the police station. I don't know. Maybe in evidence. Who knows? You know, all of that could have been a, a, a fairly decent theory as to how Dexter could still be alive. Another theory was that it was all just a dream from his jail cell. That he tells Deb he'll think his way out of it and then falls asleep, wakes up, and none of that shit happened. I don't really like that one. That one almost seems too lazy. I mean... Maybe they could write it, but even then, ah, uh, 
to have that be the end of a season, it's it just doesn't seem fitting. Um, but Dexter wearing a Kevlar vest should, could. Maybe I should leave that for how you can fix it all. Um, also, I wanted to note that the show was just too different. It was too different than the first eight seasons of Dexter. Now it's going to be, right? He's in a different location. It's been some time. He's a little rusty. I get that. But the tone was off. Um, the intro song was missing. You had it for eight seasons. You're telling me that it can't be for the, the final season? Um, since that was their intent, this was going to be the final season, seemingly. Um, I mean, the feel overall was just off. It wasn't funny. Um, there wasn't enough of his inner monologue or his inner voice talking. Uh, I think that they could have had Harry in there along with Deb, uh, brought back that, the, the guy that played Harry. Um, it was just too different, too different. Uh, and then you have the ending, which ruins the entire season. Now, as I have brought all of this up, I will say that they can fix it all. They can fix this. And all they got to do is just write it all better. Um, as I've said many a time throughout this, they used far too much convenient writing. And they used it. Uh, I mean, fucking all the time. <laughs> like, I was going to say they kind of used it sparingly. No, they fucking peppered that shit in constantly. As if they were shooting with buck or with uh, birdshot. I mean, it was just constant. They just pieced everything together by just conveniently writing it in. Because they're lazy, apparently. Uh, they didn't watch any of the, the older seasons. They didn't review any of their uh, prior work. And they just fucking threw it all together. Here, we're going to make a shit ton of money, I bet, off of this. Let's just do this, and then we'll be done, and it's going to be perfect. And it's like, no, you egotistical dickheads. It isn't. It wasn't. It was terrible. So, for as much as they used their convenient writing, they can use it again to fix it. Option one. Uh, since, again, um, well, actually, since they're not unfamiliar with stealing writing, as I just mentioned, also with uh, the similarities, and this is what I mean by them stealing writing, the similarities with breaking the Breaking Bad ending, which, by the way, was a good ending for that show. You knew he had to die because he had fucking stage five cancer. You knew, or stage four or whatever. You knew he was going to die. Okay. They ended that pretty good. See, a main character who you enjoyed to an effect died, and and you're not too upset about it. Um, what they can do here is, as I said earlier, they can borrow from the first season of Justified, where, as I said, Boyd Crowder was shot by Raylan Givens in the chest and lived. Not to mention... That in real life, plenty of people have been shot in the chest and survived. It's not that far of a stretch, and sure as shit, not that far of a stretch is uh, handing everything over to Angela to solve the Bay Harbor Butcher case in just a few short weeks. Um, I guess option two. Season two could be Dexter waking up in a hospital. Well, I guess this continues with that. Um, maybe I only put in one option. <laughs> Whoops. 
Um, but yeah, season two could be Dexter waking up in a hospital, um, handcuffed to a bed, and Batista in the room waiting for him to wake up so that he can interview him about everything. That'd be uh, spicy, don't you think? Um, oh, here's option two. They Oh, well, I guess it still fits into the fucking first part. They could also make it where Logan was just knocked out or passed out uh, to where he's not the one, um, the, the, the one murder that Dexter could go down for because that's, that's it. That's all that they would have, which again, makes it all the more infuriating that, um, Dexter can only be tied to one actual murder and it's that of a police officer. Um, oh. And as I asked the question earlier, could they have killed Dexter off and me be okay with it? And the answer, as I said, was sure. Um, and even having him just get caught, uh, they could write that in um, and I could be okay with it. But again, you have to write it well and make it satisfying. Uh, but again, they failed and they need to fix this. This is such an utter catastrophe in what they did that they need to fix this. Now, there's plenty of stupid people out there that, that uh, have thought that this was a perfect ending. And as I said before, fuck you. Uh, you don't know good writing. And uh, this sure as shit wasn't good writing. I mean, this was unsatisfactory, to say the very least. Um, as a as an end rant, <laughs> uh, this all seemed uh, very rushed and forced and very very sloppy. Um, in part, or maybe it's just a fucking a hair on the back of the camel. The showrunner is rumored to have said that uh, Dexter needed to die. Um, And like I said before, the only time that this can work, uh, well, one is a movie, not a fucking TV show, uh, not necessarily a TV show. I mean, Breaking Bad is is obviously an exception to the rule that I just came up with. But um, the only time that this can work is when you create a story, and in the beginning, that's the case. Like like you you created this thing with the intent of killing the character, um, because all your if if you decide. Um, like they did it here, where you 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 do it to a main character eight or nine seasons in. Um, I mean, certainly you can do it with a bad guy, but because the audience has has bought in, yeah, you, uh, you just can't do it. I know I kind of fucking lost train of thought right there, but. Um, Yeah, you can't. You the, the only time that this can work is when you've you've created a story with the intent. Oh, that's why. Because when you're you're writing from that perspective, everything you'll you'll have everything leading to that. That's the story already set in your head. But when you write a story where that's never really the case that you're going to kill off the main character, and then you finally decide to do it, well, you've just fucked yourself. You know, unless you're a unless you're a, an exceptional writer, which obviously, by all of the things that I've just mentioned, uh, they are not, um, you're going to fuck up. And obviously they did. They did not end this in a good way.
Uh, do, 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 do. As I said before, they uh, they destroyed Dexter's character in the last 15 minutes of the episode. Um, to do it, uh, to try to make the audience side against Dexter, I already mentioned that, Michael C. Hall is also rumored to say that he thought Dexter needed to die. Both he and the uh, showrunner um, also now say that Dexter is dead. Um, or are rumored to have said that uh, Dexter is now definitely dead. Um, I don't know if this was an unfinished thought the showrunner claimed there was. The f there was what? Apparently un unfinished thought. Um... Oh, God, yeah, this part. And uh, I, I kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, it's also rumored that there will be a spinoff with Harrison. Um, they, a lot of people believe that Dexter will be his 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 inner thought. He will be the new Harry, basically. Um, again, it, it wouldn't be his, his dark passenger because that's not what Harry or Deb ever was. But the, a couple of problems that they run into here is that Michael C. Hall doesn't want to play Dexter anymore. At least it's rumored that he's that that's what he said. That's why he didn't play him for eight fucking years. You know, that's why they ended with season eight. Um, or at least that's, again, what's rumored. But for both the showrunner and Dexter to say that Dexter is dead, um, and and to say that he needed to die and to, and to play into the idea that, that um, Michael C. Hall doesn't want to play him, um, it's going to be kind of hard to bring... Like, why would you kill him off only to bring him back as that? I mean, it's it's watered down. It's weak. <sighs> but the other major problems that you run into is... Uh, one, you've made Harrison a good guy with uh, no more Dark Passenger at the end of the season, at the season finale. And then if you can get... If you can surpass that, uh, he doesn't know the code. That's a huge problem. He only knows a little bit of the code that Dexter just barely touched down when when opening up to him. Um, he didn't. Uh, he doesn't. And, and, and to have Dexter as his dark past, or I'm sorry, as his inner thoughts, he didn't know Dexter enough for Dexter to inform him of, of anything like Harry would do to Dexter and like the approach that, that they had with Deb talking to Dexter. Harrison doesn't know Dexter enough to be able to have that be the case and be believable or even be a thing. Um, he, he didn't train or he wasn't trained with Dexter to know how not to get caught, by the way. Um, he had zero training. So uh, it would... <laughs> It would lead to a pretty short season because fucking Harrison would get caught or killed pretty quickly. You know, Dexter had a, had years of training, constant training to not get caught by a police officer. But fucking apparently convenience writing knows no bounds. So they'll just write it in if they decide to go that way, if they can get Michael C. Hall to do it. Uh, plus, you just killed Dexter, Harrison. Uh, because you said he deserved to die. Or, the, I'm sorry, not Harrison, but the uh, the writers. You said he deserved to die. Um, ergo, Harrison already deserves to die. You know, it's like two conflicting thoughts coming together. Together? Together. In a, in a fucking crash of retardedness. At a dumpster fire. In the middle of a train wreck. It's terrible. No good. Very bad. In total, 
This was an absolute failure in every sense of the word. Nothing makes sense, um, or nothing made sense. It was uh, not poetic uh, or intellectual. It was the exact opposite of those things. And that's what they really tried to do in the last 10 minutes. They tried to make it uh, poetic that Harrison, uh, that everything would come full circle and Harrison would kill Dexter, even though they didn't have any good reasoning for it. Uh, they had to force you uh, to believe that Dexter was a bad, bad guy, a bad person, whatever you want to call it. Um, in order to justify Harrison, and they also forced you to believe that Harrison was all of a sudden a good guy, in order to um, kill off Dexter. This was a, an, a, an utter slap in the face to the fans and the audience, which are the fans. Um, it was complete disrespect to us as people who bought into the show, uh, who, who loved the character, who loved the, the, the flow and the feeling and the tone of the show. Um, it, was just, it, was, it was complete disrespect to us. And for that, my final thought is go fuck yourselves. I hope you never write again. I hope that they bring in somebody far better than you um, to write this. Fuck, I could outwrite these assholes. I could write circles around these motherfuckers. I mean, even the the simple glimpse of a fucking possibility to fix this in the in the ideas that I gave were better than than anything I saw. <clears throat> certainly, or well, better than uh, certainly the uh, the the last fifteen minutes of that fucking show. It is an aggravation that I will have. I mean, who knows? Maybe they do. Um, you know, announce a, a season two to New Blood um, in the next six months or seven months, eight months, something like that. Who knows? Maybe they're filming it right now and they set us all up to have egg on our face so that they bring them back. I mean, that would be that would be good. Uh, it wouldn't certainly wouldn't be the first time I fucking ate crow or had egg on my face. Um, I'd be happy if we're being honest. Um, it's, it's still just because of how, how enraged I've been with this and how this has affected me so neg negatively. Um, and this is just a, a simple bit of entertainment that I've spent time enjoying over the years. Uh, and, and this is how I react. <laughs> so negative. This is such a negative episode. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, you took a character that I really enjoyed Um in, that in some ways I related to and uh, you tried to force me to dislike him you tried to force me to side against him uh, and then you killed him off in front of my fucking eyes I uh, I don't appreciate it and in fact now I'm angry at you you know now I've made an episode that's a little over two hours worth of me calling out all of your fucking blunders and your unacceptable writing and I mean that's really what it is it's unacceptable um, there's many people out there who feel the same way, many people who are attempting to psychologically um, remove this this last season from their, their memory bank. Um, and they'll end, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've seen that said uh, they'll, they'll settle for season eight's ending over this. And I agree with them. Season eight's was better. 
and it was bad. <laughs> like that's that's how terrible this was. Um, I wish I could pull up the guys that. Uh, uh, one is one's named Cody, Cody something, and this guy was really good. He he uh, has a lot of the same sentiment as as I do in his coverage of this. He's a he's a bit different than I am because um, he respects people's opinion that you know of of those that think that it was a good ending and I certainly don't I um I am vehemently against it like this is not this is not something that I will uh I'll be friendly about like if you enjoyed watching my favorite character it, one of my favorite characters of all of the entertainment that I've ever watched uh if you enjoyed watching him be uh, purposely and unnecessarily um, uh, destroyed in his reputation and who he is in the storyline and then killed if you liked that we're not on the same page we're not we're not fans of the same feather <laughs> you can fuck all the way off I've got I've got no love for you dude yeah you can you can uh, kick rocks you can take a, a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> um, I really, I, I disrespect your fucking viewpoint. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care if that hurts. I hope it does hurt. I hope it hurts you down to your fucking soul. I hope it hurts you as, as, and, and makes you as mad as I am at what happened. <laughs> um, this has taken a while for me to make this. Um, and it, it, it's, uh, I mean, I've tried making quite a few episodes and, uh, finally I just had to sit down and write it out and then, uh, and then do it this way. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it fucking pissed me off, man. You know, it's like if, I guess if, if the Michigan Wolverines were to fucking relocate to Columbus. Ohio, <laughs> you know, it's like, the fuck, <laughs> now you've pissed me off, now I'm gonna say some shit, so, um, and for the showrunner, although I doubt he'll ever hear this, um, even for Michael C. Hall, it, you guys have ruined your own reputations in my eyes, you know, um, you had a good thing going, and, uh, you purposely ruined it, way to go, dickheads, you know, like I said, fix it. And uh, there's all sorts of ways that you can. I mean, there's all sorts of people out there who came up with some pretty phenomenal endings. Um, thoughts of how this could have ended. And uh, good on them because uh, they did a good job. They did far better than it, than how it did end. So, um, and what I would hope is that people don't do this anymore. You know, they, they, they see what's happened here. They see the response. And they don't make the same mistake in the future. That, like... They they keep open all possibilities on the table for their characters. Um, and right from that standpoint, you know, if it leads to a main character dying, uh, I think that that will develop a lot better than, than people who um, attempt to do this, attempt to kill off a character and right from that standpoint um, where they need them to die. I, I just don't see a lot of benefit in... Uh, quality of um, 
of something like that and writing like that. It just, it, it doesn't seem, it isn't, not that it doesn't seem, it isn't a good way to approach it. Um, you know, like I said, it, the best way to really do it is just, just, just to keep everything on the table and, and fucking write, you know, write out ideas. I mean, so many of these things, somebody came up with the idea and they thought to themselves, this is great. This is really good. This is going to work. And then other, and then they introduced it to other people. And now you, you also have to understand that a lot of people within this, like for the showrunner to, uh, approach the writing of the story from the standpoint of Dexter has to die. Well, the people underneath them who disagree with him probably aren't going to have a job for very long. You know, um, he'll probably only keep in there the writers that will write this. So although I'm, I've shit on the writers quite a bit and I did, and I'm fine with it by the way. Uh, I still do understand that there's probably, some people who don't necessarily deserve the blame in this. Uh, but even with that being said, you're still a part of it. You're still an accomplice at fucking killing Dexter, you son of a bitch. You know? Um, hopefully this, for anybody that listens to it, that uh, that they were having the same feelings. I, I hope I, uh, I helped to some degree. Because, you know, this is a story that was a great story. And I, I mean, it's just like a, it's an interactive, well... I don't know if it's interactive, but it's a visual book. That's what TV is. That's what these TV shows are. They're a visual story. Um, and with plenty of other people out there that, that read books, and I mean, my wife is a, is a strong reader. She reads fucking A. She reads a lot. I mean, I read a lot too, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of different things in, in different ways that I read. You know, I don't just take one book and read it. She fucking reads like... I don't know, 30 books a year, you know, uh, a low point for her is like seven to 10 in a year. What? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll maybe read seven to 10 books in, tw in 10 years, <laughs> you know? Um, like I said, I mean, I'm reading articles. I mean, I guess, you know, I do read the Bible every day. Um, uh, I don't know. It's I, I'm just not on her level. But even her, my point with this is that even with her, you know, I remember where she was reading uh, Scarpetta. What the fuck is that? It's some series um, about this body farm and a lady detective. And I think her, her name in the book is Scarpetta or the, the writer who wrote it was Scarpetta. But um, I remember her reading that and... It, telling me that she was pretty upset with how they they wrote a certain part or whatever it may be you know that upset her to where it negatively affect her affected her for a while and you know rightfully so you've dedicated some time to something and and bought into a character and the storyline and then they fucking screw it up like it's gonna have a negative effect on you and although it's just entertainment it doesn't really matter um in any way shape or form um it can still, it can still fuck with you. And this one has, man, you know, it's, it's just like, fuck, is that sad? It's a, it's an unnecessarily sad thing to happen in such a terrible and disasterly way. And it, and that's really what it is. It, this was a disaster. I, I cannot emphasize enough how bad this was. It was fucking, it was confusingly 
bad. And it just didn't need to be. So, that's it. As I said, um, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you to the people who made this. And, um, yeah, to the people who are, uh, who agree. And, and I hope this makes you feel better a little bit, you know. So, until next time, don't be... Wait, be accountable, be responsible. I almost fucked up my own ending. <laughs> Until next time, be accountable, be responsible. Don't be a liberal.